Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today we're going to break down days number one, two, and three in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night. So Sunday was the first of NBA Summer League. I'll take you back from the start of my trip there. Uh, landing into Vegas Saturday night, pretty late around 11 o'clock at night. I'm getting right to the MGM right away and realizing that I was really hungry. Uh, didn't know exactly what to do. I uh, looked up everywhere nearby. Things were, things were pretty closed this late at night, but I found a pizza place in the MGM. The MGM was huge. I was walking around it. There were people everywhere. There was a lot of stuff going on, but there wasn't really a lot of food options i found this one pizza place and it looked pretty good there was a long line and i saw people walking away from it with pizza boxes it ended up being about eight dollars a slice for, for pizza i ended up spending i wanted three slices with tax and everything it was around forty dollars which is pretty absurd but that's just my first experience in vegas while i was waiting online right before i think i saw the price even i saw one woman being carried out on a stretcher hopefully she's okay I'm not sure what happened there. Um, it must have been something with uh, with, with just uh, drinking too much. But yeah, just overall, a lot of stuff happening on that first night. Um, and then checking out in the morning, walking a mile to the link, which wasn't my best idea. Um, I really, I, I wasn't really, I didn't want to keep accruing Uber charges. So I was like, you know what? It's only a mile away. I'll just walk it with my suitcase. It ended up being, it was a mile that felt like 10 miles uh, with the scorching Las Vegas, Nevada heat, and of course, all the cars whizzing by. It wasn't the best idea I've had, but still, uh, just a fun experience just walking around, seeing and feeling the city. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Once I got to the link, I left the bags with the bell service and went to the Fantastic 40 event. I was really excited for this one because I'd heard about it from Kevin Tarka's podcast, Sports Business Secrets, and I knew a couple of my past guests were going to be like Nelson Taroba, who unfortunately left before I got there. Um, I did get to meet with Kevin Tarka, though, which was a lot of fun, and a special treat was uh, Hansel Emanuel was playing him. If, if, for those of you who don't know, he's the he's uh, kind of big on TikTok, Instagram. He's the basketball player that's kind of gone viral on overtime for having playing with only one arm. He's missing one of his arms from a tragic incident when he was a child, and he honestly balled out there in the game, I, from a, from a scouting perspective or a coach's perspective, was kind of unimpressed with his layup lines. I felt like he was really, it, it looked very sloppy. It's something that I think for most pl players or college coaches, they'd walk out of the gym right away because he started just doing some sloppy dribble moves, throwing the ball up, missing layups. Um, and when you're, you know, a player of that caliber, you would think, you know, you'd be keeping your teammates engaged and taking things a little more seriously. And during the game, obviously, he played really well, though. I made some really nice shots, obviously, with, with using his kind of one hand, these one-handed three-point shots. And he also got a dunk. He caught it, drove baseline with the right right hand jumped up and flushed it which was pretty which was pretty impressive um but really his attitude and his um overall approach to the game was kind of startling to me one thing that really stuck out that, that is kind of what made me see the other things as being such red flags was he picked up a technical foul i'm sorry a warning for uh, putting for game warning in the second quarter for, for something really trivial like just you know like like like, like just the ball went into the basket and had knocked it away something really really trivial so not, not no no nothing really too bad there but then what really stuck out was with 42 seconds left and the game was tied one of his teammates just scored to tie the game up for them and with the other team inbounding they weren't even pressing that hard because there was a shot clock obviously there was a light press but he he went up to the ball handler and just smacked the ball out of his hands to get his second delay of game warning which would then result in a technical foul gave the other team two free throws and they went on to lose the game so that was just a really i would say boneheaded play just to put it really nicely so that things like that were pretty starting to me but overall it was fun to meet kevin talk we spoke for a little bit he's obviously doing his whole thing with create uh, creative talent agency he appeared on episode 43 of, of big fellas basketball way back when uh, so make sure to check that one out kevin's a great guy has some really good advice and his show too is really good uh, so make sure to check that out but then right after that fantastic 40 event finished up i saw about one or two games there i headed back to the hotel to meet up with nima zavadzada i went back to the hotel to meet up with nima zavadzada get a special guest he's been on two episodes 134 and 209 let's head to the thomas and max center for the first time uh, we were really excited and uh, nima was was jumping up and down for the houston versus cleveland game obviously being the host of gen z rockets for us here 
Uh, but also wanted to see Jalen Green and have Moby match up the number two and number three overall pick. Uh, once we got there, Toronto versus the uh, New York was ending, and that was a pretty good game too. We got to sit with, a, with, with you know with a couple of cool fans and watch that game. This was mostly a fan experience of watching this. During the Houston Cleveland game, when that tipped off, it became apparent that Jalen Green it looks like a superstar. Jaylen, Evan Moby struggled a little bit, nothing too crazy, but didn't look like his best self like he would in, in, in games to come. But the one cool thing for me, I was seeing Kobe Allman sitting courtside. Obviously, as many of you know, Kobe Allman is the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he once held my position at Xavier as the freshman assistant basketball coach about, about a decade ago. Uh, so seeing him sitting there kind of doing his thing was really cool. I've met him at the Xavier camps before when I was a little younger, but seeing him maybe sitting courtside, you know, talking to execs, walking around, I was like, you know what, that, that's just so cool. That's kind of what I want to do. So that was really fun. And then during that game, during the second quarter, I went and sat with Zach Welch from episode 211. And that was fun, right? Zach's doing some incredible stuff over with Sports Aptitude. And he was doing, he was in, in Vegas for a short time, so I had to make sure I caught him. Gave him his socks, which he was very happy about, which that was fun. But overall, right, it was just cool uh, catching up with him. And I'll, I'll be seeing him in the next few weeks or so at Cornell when I go to visit uh, Jesse K from episode number two, one of the first ever guest of Big Fellas Basketball. So it'll be fun when I catch up with both of them. But then, right after seeing uh, Zach in the second quarter, this is when the crazy bumping started at NBA Summer League. Before this, I hadn't really bumped into anyone that I wasn't really expecting or going to events like the Fantastic 40 to see. I saw Coach Dan from episode 92 walking around in the hallway just randomly. I, I spotted him because I saw, you know, Mavs polo. I saw the glasses and I said, Coach Dan. And he looked up and he realized it was me right away. And it was really cool seeing him. We took a picture together. I didn't have socks for him, unfortunately, but it was awesome seeing a guy that, you know, was also, right, 22 years old, 23 years old, making content. He's the first person ever to make a YouTube, to get a job in the NBA off of a YouTube channel. Uh, so kudos to, to, to Coach Dan doing great things. And even, you know, as the week progressed, I still kind of saw him standing, you know, around the Dallas bench, which was really cool. But then, um, just, you know, a little bit more into my lap around the Thomas and Mack, I bumped into everyone from TBL, or the basketball league, uh, with David Mack from episode 4 of Gen Z Hoops, Carnell Wiley, who will soon be released in episode 235. He's the commissioner of the league. And then Jordan Mount, who does a lot of uh, PR stuff for them. And Jordan Mount, who does a lot of cool stuff for them. They, they are inviting me to come to the TBL Combine the following morning, which I could just make before the start of SBC. So I, I was really excited to go. And I was like, awesome, yeah, if, if, if the games don't start until noon, 1 o'clock, and, and the TBL starts at 8, I'll be there in the morning. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But then, walking around a little bit more with Nima, we ran into Zach Carson from episode 48. He got us a really cool mask from uh, an, NBA, an NBA Summer League mask now the one thing and everyone was talking about this was the masks and, and to let me reach out to me if you felt the same way because this is just funny to talk about but the masks hurt so much i had scabs on my ears from wearing the nba mask it looked really good Obviously, you fit in when you're wearing them. So I, I'd sometimes maybe alternate when I, you know, when I'm talking to someone really important. Let me throw on the NBA mask. When I'm not, let me keep on the, the normal blue disposable mask. They were brutal. The NBA masks. I mean, everyone. I heard that in the Geely bubble they were even worse, whichever ones they had there. But it, for some reason, it just really pulled on your ears. Not sure why that is, but that was just pretty funny. You know, but the, shout out to Zach from get, for getting us that. Zach was actually working the summer league, doing some pretty cool things there. After this, we well, I walked over to watch Denver versus Miami in, in the in Cox with Kendall Danglade. Kendall. Is is, a, is just a, someone I networked with on LinkedIn right before Summer League. We met up. It's funny, he kind of recognized me just walking around. And I, I was like, oh, that's so, you know, we were just texting about a couple hours before, like, oh, let's try to meet up with each other. And when he just bumped into me, he recognized me, and we started watching games together. Um, so we watched the game in Cox, which is the arena next to Thomas and Mack. So Thomas and Mack is like the huge stadium-like arena. Cox Pavilion is more of like a high school gym. So it's a really cool difference between the two gyms. I love Cox way more. I've heard people talk about which one do you like more. If you're going to go to, yeah, I feel like for any reason, Cox is better, but I, I can 
kind of understand the stadium feel of Thomas and Mac. So I, like for the championship game, that's obviously a little bit better. But the, the nothing beats a high school gym. Nothing beats right like the bleacher setting, right as opposed to seats or getting to talk to or getting to talk to somebody next to you. Or for me, obviously, with the sh purpose of the show, you're just right behind. The coaches are right there. Um, it's, so it's much easier to talk to my guests in the Cox Center, uh, in the Cox Pavilion, outside, instead of Thomas and Mac. Um, so Cox Pavilion definitely is the way to go if you ever go to summer league. Try to maybe focus most of your attention there. Um, but while in Cox Pavilion, just like I was saying, Brian Langton, we're watching the Miami Heat. He used to work for the Heat, and he was just walking up the the bleachers. And I I, I said I said hi to him. I didn't realize how tall he was. He's got to be like six nine, six ten. But I said well, I said hi to him. He was really excited to see me. Well, we we, we uh, said we'd chop it up after, and we we, we did. But it's just cool for kind of just bumping it right. Someone that I've never met in person bumping into him, and we're like, yeah, okay, we'll talk later. Don't, don't worry, get back, you know, because I'm talking to someone, you're talking to someone. It's just a cool vibe at summer league in that case but while i'm sitting there talking to kendall and we get a tap on the back from this woman a very nice woman behind us because we're talking about what we're doing we're talking about our goals you know, obviously we're, we're kind of introducing ourselves to each other but you know getting getting to you know just talking hoops and she goes what do you guys do she's like i, I really want to know she's a much older woman she like, introduces herself as the heat's first ever female athletic trainer and we were just it was cool just talking to her because she was telling us a lot of cool stuff about the heat a lot of guys on the bench obviously she's been around a lot of the coaches like expulsion she was telling us a lot of stories about them uh, so that was cool just kind of hearing her her two cents on what, on what was going on and she obviously gave us some great advice then walking out of the cox pavilion i ran into tyler neal i'm in the hallway from episode 41 assistant coach of the canton charge who was with the Cavs in summer league and it was cool, cool seeing him. I didn't get to see all my Cavs guys, unfortunately. Obviously, there's a lot of guests from the Cavs on Gen Z hoops, and we couldn't really see them all because they always played in Thomas and Mac. Which is very obviously when you when you have the number three overall pick, that'll that'll happen. Uh, it was kind of unfortunate getting to see my guys there. Uh, but we did see Tyler Neal there, um, and then in the way, right, going around, maybe seeing seeing some more people, uh, just introducing ourselves, whoever we could. And we ended up going to the Lakers versus Phoenix game to end the night, and the Lakers won on an Austin Reeves putback, which was pretty exciting. Uh, then Nima and I actually walked back to the hotel, which was really funny that we did that. Then Nima and I caught an Uber to get back to the hotel. A quick, uh, a nice first night, went to bed early, wake up the next day, and we were going to attack the TBL Combine, have a lot of fun there. Monday morning, first thing, we went to the TBL Combine, and after getting an awesome free T-shirt from all, all the guys, like Carnell, David, they were all so gracious, um, they started introducing everyone that was there, like all, all the coaches, all the staff, who obviously I'd never met before. And all of a sudden, they say, our director of officials, Ronnie, and I said, Ronnie, official. And I turned around, and it's Ronnie Nunn um, from episode 30 was there. I had no idea he was going to be at Summer League. Didn't have socks prepared. I got to start getting better at this and, 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 and knowing who's, who's where. Uh, but I was, I was, that was awesome. Kind of bumping into Ronnie Nunn by chance was incredible. So it was an incredible unplanned coincidence. And I walked up to Ronnie afterwards. I, obviously, I, I, I introduced myself, and he remembered exactly who I was. Knew I wanted to be a ref because I'd gotten my certification. We had messaged about it. I and mean, he was just so cool seeing him. And we ended up doing a part two, which was great. Uh, we'll go into some of the shows I did in a little bit. But I watched a really great combine and tried overall. I mean, guys were working for their spots in the league. Carnell brought the energy for real. I mean, if you got, if you, you got to watch Carnell's episode 235, he was so funny. I, I, the, the highlight was I asked him about what makes the league different. He looked at me. He was like, you know what we're about. He's like, you know. And he, it was just so funny. Carnell's a great guy. Uh, really someone I, I'd want to I'd want to work for because like, the, the energy he brings. I, I, I want to be around that culture and that energy. So TBL is definitely really cool, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but overall, I, I recorded with David, Carnell, uh, Nima as a kind of got the fan a point of view from Nima, Ronnie Nunn of course for the part two, and then Cliff Levingston was there because he's one of the head coaches in the TBL. Um, he if you, you may know him as uh, someone that won a championship with the Chicago Bulls in 1991 and 1992. Um, he'll be on episode 246. Obviously, he'll be in the in the compilation TBL episode, but also he'll get his own episode. Um, it was really cool, right? Uh, learning from him and and and, he, and right another unplanned coincidence. I had no idea that an NBA champion would be in the building. Uh, but we got to talk a little bit. Uh, then we hopped into an Uber to go to Thomas and Mac. 
uh, to see the talent of Dallas versus Philly. A lot, a lot of guys from Gen Z Hoops on the Dallas staff. Obviously, I mentioned already Coach Dan before, but we had Greg St. Jean, episode 36, as the head coach. Um, he recently joined the Mavericks as an assistant from the Lakers, and as the fourth assistant on the Mavericks bench, um, he was the head coach in NBA Summer League, which was cool seeing him in action. Just up, you know, yeah, I, I, kinda, I could hear him from my seat. It was really cool seeing him go. Um, and then George Gianopoulos, episode 33, he's the head coach of the Texas Legends. He was there too, doing his thing. And Peter Patton, episode 127, sh uh, an excellent shooting coach. I didn't know they bring, they bring, they were about shooting coaches as well, but it looked like he was taking on more of an assistant coaching role. I, I wish I could have spoken to them, but they were, of course, one of those teams that still was maybe primarily in, in Thomas and Mac, so it was kind of tough to do that. But great seeing my guys from Dallas in action. Then I met up with Tyler Scandora, the American scout, as described to me by Nicolo Scavuzzo. Nicolo's a big fan of the podcast. He DM'd me on Instagram just the day before Summer League, kind of telling me about the show, how he liked it. And I, when I asked him if he was going to Summer League, he said, no, my friend is. The American scout, you have to meet him. Uh, I met up with Nicolo there, which was pretty funny. We're talking about just scouting and all the stuff he's doing. He's pretty young, too, talking about all that. And we accidentally, actually, funny enough, sat in front of Nick Lee just from Episode 90 and the whole Mexico City team doing Charlotte versus Sacramento. I didn't know Nick was behind me. We sat there and kind of talking for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I kind of just, I just heard his voice, and I wasn't, I was like, wait, that sounds like Nick Lages. Like, there's no way, because Nick, Nick's, Nick's a huge supporter of the show. Nick's obviously one of the best guests we've ever had in terms of just his support. has been incredible, and he's, he's, just su he's just such a role model to me. Um, so when I heard his voice, I'm like, there's no way, and I turned around, and it was him. I was like, there's, I cannot believe I sat in front of him for like five minutes and had no idea. But that's kind of what happens in Summer League. Everyone could be anywhere, so you really just had to keep your head on a swivel, and I learned that as the, as the days went on. But his whole team was there, introduced me to all of his, his head coach, his assistants, everyone that's kind of there on his team team, um, which is awesome seeing them. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see Nick more uh, because he ended up leaving Friday night. I, I, I didn't know he was leaving. I, I supports business class kind of got in the way of that, but we'll definitely see each other soon. So it was great seeing Nick there for, 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 for as, brief as, I, as brief as it was. Great seeing him. So then um, after that, after seeing Nick, which was great, I walked out of the, outside of the, the, I walked outside of the section and had a wild, this was incredible, three guests in 30 seconds moment where I noticed Michael Arcieri from episode 214 in the middle of the conversation. So I looked out, saw him kind of stop like, oh, well, there's Michael. He noticed me and he said, you know, wait one second. I said, okay, got you. I turn my head before, right before even like, like I'm still like, oh, wow, there's Michael. I turn, and I see Reiner Meister, Jan, uh, for episode 44, which was, uh, he's sitting there right with someone. He, he motions me over. And then while I'm walking up to Reiner, I bump into Anthony Vereen, who'll be joining the show too. He's a assistant coach on the Golden State Warriors. And um, he's very good friends with Ananya Raghavan, um, episode 135, who's a great, who's obviously one of our hosts. Like Ananya's an incredible friend of mine. So the moment I see him, I go up to him and I introduce myself. And I, I obviously, I call him by his first name because I knew his name without looking at his name tag. I said, Anthony, from behind. And I, I go, oh, my name's John Hunter Phyllis. This is kind of just to show you how, how it's kind of done at Summer League. And I told him how I'd heard such great things about him from Ananya. And I FaceTimed Ananya. She picks up on the first ring. And right where she sees him, and she goes, oh, my God, Anthony. And he goes, Ananya. And it was just like this great moment of that's kind of just how it's done, right? And it was, it was really fun. Um, I obviously got Anthony's number, and we'll be, we'll be contacting soon about the show. That's just kind of how, like, that's the energy you have to bring to somebody. And I realized that as it went on. Like, it was kind of scary going up to someone like Anthony, who I didn't know. I didn't know him personally. I'd messaged him on LinkedIn before, maybe a little bit. We had tried to schedule a show. It didn't work out. But obviously, right, at Summer League, it's a whole different beast. It's, it's, it's way different. So getting that, used to in-person networking, kind of breaking, that, breaking down that barrier, those icebreakers, uh, super, super important. Uh, so that was really fun seeing Anthony there. Then I walked over to Reiner, spoke to him and his buddies for a little bit, which was really cool. While, while talking to Reiner, I got introduced to EJ Kusnier from Beyond Athlete Management. He'll be joining the show soon as well. He does some cool stuff with, with athlete management, which will be fun. Uh, but I spoke to, to Reiner for a little bit, caught up with him later on um, in the week. We'll talk about that in one of the other daily breakdowns. Uh, but finally, went back to 
Finally going back to Michael Osiris was great because he's been so supportive of the show. So it was really cool talking to Michael after he had just finished probably a really important conversation. Uh, but it was fun, right, seeing all these guests. I was like, kind of going from one to the other, and I was like, this is summer league. This is exactly what I came here to do. Uh, this is why I'm here. Uh, so that was a lot of fun seeing Michael. Then going back to my seat, I went to the bathroom, went back to my seat, and while I'm going back to my seat, I bumped into Derek Klein from episode 31. While he's walking to his seat after he just made it to the arena, he walked into the arena, was going to find his seat, and immediately bumped into me. Uh, we had been DMing on Instagram, obviously, because he had posted that he, or he had swiped up on my story that I was going to be there. I didn't know he'd be going because obviously he's not he's not with an NBA. He's he's, he's with a, a, a high school powerhouse in Lujai, uh, but he was there for sure. I'm I'm, I'm guessing one of the Lujai. I, I, we didn't get to talk too much. One of the Lujai guys must have been there because they have some really high level talent coming out of Lujai. But he was there. Fun seeing him, right? Just by chance, walking to the seat. I didn't get to see him again, unfortunately. We we, we had a whole plan to go do Top Golf. And I ended up uh, getting caught up with the sports business classroom. Uh, but great seeing Derek there, too. Awesome guy. Uh, we'll definitely be seeing him a lot more here in New York as one of our, our New York guests, Super League, so, uh, one of our Super League coaches. Just a great overall guy in general. Um, so then we head over to, so then unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, but it, kind of a silver lining, I'm seeing guests kind of went on pause because SBC was about to start. Um, so obviously SBC was incredible, uh, but it did definitely take take a little bit of a hit on who we could maybe see by chance. Uh, but we definitely got to see uh, some incredible guests, which we'll talk about um, from Sports Business Classroom. So the the the, the maybe crazy, you know, uh, t- walking through the hallway, bumping into someone is going to be on hold for a little while. Uh, but the incredible guest speakers and networking opportunities at NBA Summer League were something irreplaceable. So. Right before, though, we actually got to Summer League, Nima had to charge his phone. He was at 2%, and we were, it was 4 o'clock. We were going to be at the arena until 9 for SBC. So we left the arena and walked half a mile to a nearby 7-Eleven. We didn't know at the time. I found out later that it was possible to walk around um, this huge building or, like, wall. It was, like, a huge wall to get to the 7-Eleven. We thought it'd be, you know, we thought, like, it, was, it looked like it was closed off and locked. So we actually had to hop a fence. So if you, if, if, if you have not been to Summer League, we both decided if you did not hop a fence... Um, to get your to get your water, your seven or your or your charger, or just for any reason, you have to hop the fence to to really be ingratiated with NBA Summer League. So we did that, which was fun. We got I got some water from wit, much cheaper than it was at the arena. Drank it all before we got back, which kind of had us set for the night. Then we get after a lot of of asking of where. Well, once we get back to the arena with our re-enter bracelets, we were asking everyone, where's meeting room D? Because that's where we knew we had to go. Um, finally found it. I uh, spent our time, well, well, once we got there, getting introduced to everyone as the day kind of kicked off. Right off the bat, Adam, uh, a really nice intern named Adam, who all these guys kind of became such good friends of mine, all the interns that were working for SBC, gave me a really cool drawstring bag with a super nice notebook, name tag, and a water bottle. Got to talk to Brian Paga for a little bit. Nick Lay just even came down after being an SBC, being an SBC alum. Um, and several other students. I met Aaron Washington from No Trade Clause. We have to talk a little about his podcast uh, that he has on his own called Business Ca- called Business Casual um, and the work they do with No Trade Clause. So that was really cool. Uh, then after a few opening introductions, uh, Steve Schembaum gave an amazing interactive speech about hide and seek where he brought uh, the group close together through a series of fun games. And whoever you know, is from there, there will obviously be laughing, thinking about all the fun times we got like first getting to know each other. Nima got up and had a great story. from her. He, he kind of continued it like to kind of keep the, the fun going. Nima was incredible this whole week uh, being really outgoing. Um, I definitely wanted to see Darius Garland from episode 169, who was up in the Cox Pavilion, but I didn't obviously get to walk out of SBC, so we missed out on that. Uh, but finally, we headed back to the hotel at 10 p.m. after a really long day and realized our next problem would be finding something to eat as everything closed around the, uh, this time of the weekday. So we kind of struggled around, found some, some pizza somewhere, um, and called it a night. Finally, we headed back to the hotel at 10 p.m. after a really long day and realized our next problem would be finding something to eat as everything was closed in Vegas around 10 p.m. On, on, on these weekdays. Don't really understand that. Uh, if anyone has ever been to Vegas and has navigated this problem, 
seamlessly, please let me know because we had a really tough time finding food. Everything was closed. So we instead opted to go get some quick pizza or, you know, go. we went to, Neem and I went to a uh, nearby CVS, got a bunch of cases of water, stuff like that, just to make sure we had emergency food in the hotel. Uh, that's just kind of what we had to do to make sure we got through the week. Uh, thank you all for listening to this episode about the first two days of NBA Summer League. It was incredible sharing this with you guys. But I'm excited, obviously, talking about uh, just with something that a trip that meant a lot to me. I'll, I'll be ending every episode with this, you know, telling you guys, really shouting out Summer League uh, because Albert Hall and Warren Legary do an amazing job with it. I was super blessed to be, have the experience to go this year. Uh, it was great getting the chance to tell you guys about this. And please, please, please reach out to me if you have anything to say about listening to this episode or any comments. I'd love to hear your feedback and catch you in the next one. Thank <laughs> you.